There's something about being working women and moms that throws us in the trenches. We hustle hard at home and at work so that no one has to skip a beat. Everyone except us. Our health, our needs, our time, our energy, and let's be real, our struggles that leave us feeling like we live on an island. I get real with open and vulnerable conversations with other women who are in the weeds just like us. Real women, relatable stories, unbelievable inspiration. This is Solidarity Sister. Hey gang, I want to introduce to you Olivia Miller, and this is the conversation that her and I had. Her and I met over the Instagram space and through the faster way, and she is legitimately probably one of the sweetest, most hardworking people I know that like truly knows herself, um, which is why we have a conversation around personalities and the Enneagram and like personality types, because she just is really in tune with that for herself and uses that within her business too. But a little bit more about her. She owns Olive Marie Consulting, which is devoted to helping women entrepreneurs launch six and seven figure product offerings, all by leveraging the power of authentic and beautiful email marketing. She is like a back end strategist genius. Um, so she combines her passion for problem solving with a uh, what she calls hashtag be positive mentality. Um, and her magic is in building friendships fast and becoming an expert on your expertise. So she really is able to identify the small and significant adjustments that will give her clients back their time, their creativity, and quite honestly, their sanity, like coordinating smart automations for those tiny tasks that are, that take up way too much of their time or refreshing existing content so they can stay out of square one and stay on cloud nine with their business. And in the past year, Olivia has scaled some mountains. She's created a six figure company dedicated to providing top quality service to her customers. She is a flow desk expert, which she knows everything about it literally, but she works across a lot of different platforms and her goal is always to help her clients exceed their own goals while having fun. And like I said, she uses the Enneagram and human design and just knows a lot about personality assessments and how it plays into not only professional life, but personal life as well, which is what our conversation is centered around today. So I hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome back to Solidarity Sister for another amazing episode that features none other than Olivia Miller. Olivia, how are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here today and just chat with you. Yay. Like our podcasting worlds are coming together. I know. Well, I feel like you're the podcasting. You're like the OG. Like you were doing this before. (laughs) before I don't know about that, but. (laughs) I actually technically think this might be my first guest spot on a podcast. Oh, really? Well, I'm so glad that we get to be the first. Of course. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. And if you don't know Olivia, she is her own person like we were just talking about, but she'll tell us more, more than what I talked about in the intro. But she is part of the Batman and Robin duo that is the Biz Bar with Whitney Abraham, the other person we love. So yeah, that's kind of how we're talking about being podcast junkies, I guess, because that's what we do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love being the sidekick and I love finding like my superheroes to be the sidekick of. I love it. Okay, so like I said, I told the audience a little bit about you in the intro, but tell us a little bit more about who you are and how we're here. Yeah, so I used to like to end my corporate life, have my elevator speech like down and I would actually I would travel a lot to hospitals to like speak with doctors 
and one of my coworkers, we like shared a hotel room and she said I would do it in my sleep. And so, but I don't necessarily now in this like new realm of entrepreneurship have a perfect elevator speech. I'm always trying to perfect it, but I am the CEO and founder of Olive Marie Consulting. And really what our goal is, is to help uh, women entrepreneurs level up their businesses by helping them with backend automations, email marketing, and really just getting their stuff seen to the right people and helping them to nurture their potential future clients. Yes. And we'll get into like how Olivia and I are very similar, but also very different, but because we're talking about all things personality types today, which is like her jam, but we both are projectors. So we kind of like put it all out there into the world, but we also are kind of like the back end, like you, you kind of go off of like being the back end specialist, right? So putting systems and strategies in place that we've talked about in this podcast before with other people as well. But you know, that's kind of, I like doing that too, from a logistics perspective perspective with my event background, kind of just putting all the pieces together behind the scenes. So I feel like we are kindred spirits in in that regard. Yeah. It's like we're the stage managers, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. The stage managers. That's such a great, great analogy. <laughs> okay. So tell listeners a little bit more about what got you started in learning about personality types, just like base level. And we'll get into like what that trickles down into, but like what even spurred your interest? Yeah. Okay. So my past career was I worked at a camp uh, for children with serious illnesses. And then before that I was a camp junkie. So from like going into third grade onward, I was always sent to summer camp, just week sessions, but I loved that setting. Just like I, my friends and I, I think that camp helped make me the person I am today. And I think in that setting, we're always like trying to figure out more about each other. I think especially when you have a short time to get to know people or then as a camp counselor, we're going through a lot of different selves, our like fellow counselors, and then how to like better serve the kids that we were serving. And so I think that's probably where the like personality conversations started was like knowing thyself so you can serve others better. Mm-hmm. But I was a sociology major in college. And so I've just always been interested in what makes people and cultures tick. And so I think anything that helps me to better understand where others are coming from has always been intriguing to me. And when I started, I think it was so funny, and I don't know why I didn't realize this like any sooner, probably because I was always surrounding myself with people who were also interested in the same things that I was interested in. But when I started my first job was when I was like, oh, people don't process things the same way I do. Or like, I'm explaining things and it's not coming across the way that I want it to. And I'm not, obviously like there's a disconnect, So I think that personality assessments have really helped me to better show up for my teammates in a workplace setting. Yeah. And I think that's, this is like how you and I are different is like, and this is like a flaw of mine being an Enneagram three. So while we're just, we just jump right into that, you know, I'm an Enneagram three and you're an eight, right? I'm a seven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Seven. Okay. So we'll get into that in a second, but you like are really aware of other people and like how, like you were really early on aware of those, those, how things were coming across or not coming across, right. In a workplace setting, that sort of thing. I, not that I'm not aware, but being Enneagram three, you can kind of sometimes be my way or the highway. Not like it's definitely a character flaw, but 
I would own that piece of it in a workplace setting, but it was hard for me to like empathize with other people and realize that I wasn't picking up what they were putting down. And so I think that is what got me interested in it is because I was finding that I'm like, what is wrong here? Like, what's the missing link? And I'm like, oh, wait, I think it's me. But here's why it's me. You know, I I didn't understand that people perceive things differently. People learn differently. People pick things up differently. Well, and I wasn't perfect. I was going to say I had an excellent supervisor. Shout out to Jackie Bean, who I was like (laughs) working with. I was, I know I was on a team of all admins and we all understood each other. And then I was put in a position to work with our medical team at camp who thought very differently than I did. And Brooke, it was the exact same way. I was like super frustrated. I was like, I don't understand. Like this makes sense to these people. Why is it not making sense to this medical team? And she sat me down and she was like, they have different training than you. They're, they're focused on like putting out fires. They're not planning ahead. They're not, they're visual and you're, they don't understand. So you need to like slow down and like, maybe it's your opportunity to like reevaluate. So no, I'm not perfect. It was through through the guidance of mentors who helped me to realize that I, one way there's not one size fits all. Right. Yeah. We all find this out differently. I've clearly found. Okay. So then take it a step further. So, you know, that's where you got intrigued by personality types. And then like, where Mm -hmm. have you seen that as you've kind of grown in your entrepreneurial journey? Like, where have you seen that kind of take flight? Yeah. So initially at camp specifically, we talked a lot about Myers-Briggs and strength finders. And so that was kind of the initial way of being like, okay, well, here's the strengths and weaknesses and why you need all different types on your team. Also, like, I think when you're getting into personality types, you're like kind of dumb. You're like, oh, well, of course that's like what I am. And you're like, I don't want to be this. I want to be that. But I think the talk about like basements and ceilings of all the different strengths and weaknesses and types that you really feel like, okay, here's where I excel. And here's where I need other people on my team to like pick me up. In regards to like five years ago, I really started getting into Enneagram just because I relate so heavily to the seven type of like fun and adventure and spontaneity and not wanting to be tied down or feel committed, but also like not wanting to sit in pain. And especially I think that going through COVID has really shined a light on a lot of people's probably weaknesses or basements, however you want to figure it out. So I also knew that going into that time that the like solitude and the monotony and kind of icky feelings were going to come up. And I was like, at least I know this about myself going into this. And so I'm going to need like some support around this going into it. Um, And then Whitney's super into human design. And so I really just learned about that probably within the past year. But I think that all of these personality types or tests have given me permission to be myself Mm. and to be like, well, of course I'm feeling this way because like, that's kind of how I'm wired Mm -hmm. or even like as a projector, when you see people hustle all the time and then I feel guilty because I'm not working 24 seven like people, but learning about being a projector, I'm like, Oh, I'm not supposed to work like everybody else. Yes. And that is like a huge relief. Absolutely. Okay. Many things I want to say here first the spontaneity piece. We were talking before we started recording about how she she's like back and forth between Colorado and here. I said, where are you? She goes, well, I'm supposed to be home, but I stayed because they were offering really good vouchers to stay back and I could really use that. I'm like, that is the spontaneity number seven in you because 
homegirl number three over here could not have done it because it's, no. it's too much out of my norm. So case in point. And then secondly, I think like the permission to be yourself is a really big thing. You mentioned human design, which I want you to kind of explain a little bit as much as we kind of can. But I learned the same thing about myself. I thought, oh, I need to work, 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 work because work makes me happy. Like I like, I like being busy. I like having a goal. I like, I, I like all that stuff. It's hard for me to sit still or hard for me not to quote unquote achieve. And when I realized through my human design work with Whitney that I am not meant to do that, that I'm meant to take a beat and like, that's how I'm hardwired. Me wanting so badly to sit at the end of the day and watch an episode of something made so much more sense to me because I need that time. Like I need that just brain empty time because I'm constantly going. And I think it made me, I think it made me more productive in a way because I, I used the time that I knew that I needed more wisely. Yeah. Well, my entire life, I'm not going to say I'm sleepy. <laughs> I just love sleep. Oh girl, you're preaching um, to the choir as I'm holding this yeah. baby. <laughs> and like naps have like always been a part of my almost day to day because as a like seven and as an extrovert, I always want to do things with people. I want to be going. I want to do it all. Like in high school, I did competitive dance. And so like, I would go to school, I would go to dance, I would come home and go to sleep. And then I would also like you know, work at the pool in the summer or like hang out with my friends. And there were throughout my entire life, it's go, 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 go. My mom used to call me like Cedar Point, which is like, cause I want to do it all. Oh um, but eventually I crashed. Like I, my body physically like was like, we can't go any further. I would get sick. Like there was a time, like right before I graduated high school where I was like going to see doctors because I was like physically getting ill in the morning. And they were just like, it's just stress. And I was like, I'm not stressed though. Like, I don't understand why people are telling me mm. I'm stressed because I don't, I don't feel that. But in reality, like I wasn't operating the way that I should, like I wasn't taking care of myself. And so I think in regards to work now, when I see people push, like, I know that if I push like that, I'm, I'm going to crash, like I'm going to not make it. And so I think learning about that gives me permission to structure my days in a way that I know that I'm going to be able to show up the best version of myself while still resting. And just because I'm not working 24 seven doesn't mean that the time I work isn't like uber productive and I'm yes. getting just as much done as other people are getting done. And I think the other big things with projectors is that it's kind of woo woo, right? But like, if you are in alignment and doing the work you're supposed to be doing, things are supposed to come really easily. And so I think I found that like, especially in the entrepreneurial journey of like, okay, if I come to a fork in the road and I make a decision, I'm like, okay, well, I think that this is feels more in alignment. And if the things start to jive really well, like that's like a sign to me that I'm moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And if things are grinding and feeling really hard, I'm like, this isn't right. And I know that like my health and my sanity isn't worth like this client or this project. And then I can just easily divert to making a different decision. Yeah. That's so good. Just knowing yourself so well and like being okay with that I, mm -hmm. I, is good on all fronts, but especially if you're an entrepreneur, so you can manage your time effectively and you're totally right. Like doesn't make you any less productive. Like I said, it kind of made me more productive because I felt like I knew what I needed to do with that time. Yeah. So I love that so much. So, okay. Before we go any further, tell listeners a little bit more about human design if they'd never heard of it before. Yeah. So 
I'm going to say it again. Human design does feel a little woo-woo. Yes, it does. I think all the other tests we've talked about, like ask you questions and you answer them and then it gives you a response. For human design, you just type in the exact time you were born, where you were born, then it tells you a lot about yourself that's like freakishly accurate. Yeah, I think that the difference is it's, it is freakishly accurate, but it's like deep things, like deep things that you, it's not just like, you like to be alone. You like to be mm-hmm. around people. It's not just like these like random, not random, but you know, very like objective statements. It's like feeling an emotion motivated in a way. Yeah. It tells you like what your motivating factors are, like what your, um, oh, like frustration is. And like, sometimes it's frustration. Sometimes it's bitterness. It tells you like, if you're feeling a certain way, that means you're out of alignment. There's also like, I I don't know how to describe them besides like chakras in your body that Mm -hmm. are like open or fixed. And as projectors, we're like very open and fluid. But for me, like my identity and my communication is fixed, which like feels super true to me. Like when I was learning about it, they were like, you know who you are and that's not going to change. And you know how to communicate with people and that's not going to change. But other than that, like you're very open and there's like gates and then there's like these number types. I'm like a two six, which means like, I really like to be home mm-hmm. and have like my things around me and then event. And like, also like that at a certain point in my life, like when I hit 50 is when I'm really going to like hit my peak, which is awesome mm. to know that like, I haven't hit that yet, but there's like so much to dive into and it's starting to become like more and more commonplace. And there's more and more resource resources out there for like you to learn. So I started following some projector accounts to like see how other entrepreneurs that are projectors are working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just so that I can like, kind of be like, okay, well they're doing this. So that, that gives me more permission to do this. Yes. It's definitely more validating. Maybe you can share maybe some of the resources that you've come across and I can put them in the show notes as well. Yes, I'll send those to you for sure. Perfect. Yeah. I think it's just really, really interesting. And it is a little bit more woo woo, but it's like you said, freakishly accurate. And it's a read, like it's a long, mm-hmm. it's, it'll take you a minute to skim through it. Sometimes actually when I don't know why I'm feeling a certain way, which happens to me a lot based on my personality type, I will go back and read through my human design notes and be like, oh, that's why I feel like this. Yeah. Like I, it helps me pinpoint why I'm feeling a certain way sometimes. Yeah. And like, you're going to get this chart when you put in your information and it's going to look like a skeleton with like things lit up and you're going to be like, what the heck does this mean? But I even think it was like a goop article that I read or something on how to read your chart. So I'll send that to you. Oh, good idea. Yes. But I definitely think like the place to start though, is those like Myers-Briggs, Strength Finders, Enneagram, and even Love Languages. And I feel like Mm -hmm. Love Languages has got a lot of hate recently. But I think it's like really important to know for yourself, for your partner, for your friend group, for your coworkers, like how people best accept love and appreciate love. Because if I'm trying to show love to people the way that I like it, but that's not how they accept it, that seems kind of futile. So I want to make sure that I'm showing people love the way that they're going to best react to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was one thing I wanted to ask you is, you know, what your best advice was on where to start if people haven't really like had a personality journey, if you will. And do you have any specific, you know, advice on like 
when would be the best time to do that? You know, if, if they feel like kind of what you were saying, if there's like a fork in the road or a decision to be made, like, can you talk around that a little bit? Yeah, that's a great question. I think the best time to learn is like whenever, because I think it's going to help you in leadership. I think it's going to help you better understand folks. I do think that especially like Enneagram and knowing your motivating factors and your core fears is really going to help you to like make decisions because as a seven, like things at all costs to avoid pain. So Mm. if something is a scary decision, my body almost like protects me against that because they're like, well, that's going to be uncomfortable. So I don't want to do that. But I have to like really sit and ask myself, like, am I not wanting to do that because it's scary and uncomfortable? Or am I not wanting to do that because I actually think the other option is a better decision? Mm. So I do think that like, whenever you have a big decision, knowing yourself is going to be uber helpful. Yes. Absolutely agree. And then out of all the tests, what do you feel like is what your like biggest and your guiding principles, like your set of guiding principles that you've come across? I think Enneagram is like my fave. I think that's like what I have been the most interested in and like I'm looking to potentially get certified in. Ooh. I used to really love Myers-Briggs. I think in a workplace setting, that's really helpful to understand like Myers-Briggs is kind of how you present yourself to the world and Enneagrams, how you feel about like yourself on the inside. So Mm. I think it just depends on if you're like having issues at work, Myers-Briggs might be a good place to start. But if you have a big decision coming up, Enneagram would be a good place to start. Yes. I full heartedly believe that. And like, I think I did Myers-Briggs maybe even in college, like, Mm -hmm. because I know it started to be like a kind of a thing when I was younger. Um, so I'm sure at colleges were like just rolling it out, but I feel like it was good to like, like you said, in a workplace setting, school setting, like get to know mm-hmm. your peers a little bit. But yeah, I think on a day-to-day basis, I go to my Enneagram knowledge and about myself and a little bit about others. I'm not as good in that regard. I think the book that I read was like, don't try to tell what people are. Like, don't try and say you're an Enneagram this, because if they don't know it, then they get frustrated by it or they, you know, it almost comes off the wrong way. But anyway, yeah, I, I would agree. I think that's like my day-to-day go-to as far as like analyzing things. Yeah. We had an Enneagram specialist on the podcast last week and she told this story about how I have an issue when particularly women tell me they're an Enneagram type two. And I'm like, are you sure you are? <laughs> yeah. Because I think a lot of times um, our society trains women to be the type two, which Absolutely. is Absolutely. And so I'm like, I think you should dig just a little bit deeper because I think I tested as a two the first time and someone said to me, like, doubt it. And I, and like, doubt it is kind it. of a little jarring, but now I totally understand what they're saying just because type twos want to, like, they want to help people to receive love, which I think is how girls are reared in our society. Mm-hmm. So I think almost, I want you to take an Enneagram test just to like, maybe get like the top three that you might be, but then I would really suggest doing some reading and like reading the motivating factors and fears for all the types and whichever one makes you want to vomit is probably the number that you Absolutely. are. And like a lot of these tests are like, <laughs> make you feel really vulnerable, right? Cause you're like, yes. who is looking into my life? Yeah, I think you're totally right. I hope that that's the soundbite that we pull out from this episode that it makes you vomit because you're so right. I think when I was reading, and I'll, I'll put the book, I can't remember the name of it, but I'll look it up. The book that I read originally, I'll put it in the show notes as well, that helped me kind of walk through the book. Super easy, easy read. And the way it laid it out was not like, okay, here's one, here's two, here's two. They did them in groups, the groups that they're mm-hmm. they're grouped by. But I remember reading and it said, the one that makes you want to run and hide is the one that, that you're most like. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, totally agree with that. Okay. This has been amazing. Is there anything else that you want to impart on our listeners before we wrap up here? Oh my gosh. I just, I mean, if you guys want to come talk Enneagram, come find me on the mm-hmm. internet or really any personality test. I can talk about them all day, but I just, I think knowing yourself is really going to help you. Like there's, there's no negative factors in like knowing yourself better. And I will say though, that like, it's important to know not only your strengths, but your weaknesses so that you can surround yourself with folks who can like lift you up. Mm -hmm. And I always say that knowing that like feelings are hard for me and that I like avoid uncomfortableness is when I was like, okay, it's time to go to therapy because I know that like things are coming up that are hard and I can't deal with them alone. And so I'm going to bring on a teammate, like a team member to help me through these. And so not only have like the personality test helped me know myself, but then having like a therapist who's a completely unbiased third party to like speak into those places as well. Yes. I love that. All right, Liv, tell us where we can find you on the internet spaces. Yeah. I hang out most on Instagram and my handle is at Olivia Marie Miller. And I'm always there acting a fool in my stories and in <laughs> reels. Um, you can also, I have a, my website is olivemarie.com or come check us out on the biz bar podcast. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on here. It was great Thanks, chatting bro. with you. And now that I know that you're on what mountain time, you should probably go grab some more coffee because it's 1230 PM here. So exactly. <laughs> thank you, bro. All right. Thanks, girl.